0: Deep within the jungles of Southern India, there lives a legendary king, respected and feared by all. He is swift and strong and deadly. Welcome to The Internet Says It's True, a show where we learn something new every week, part of the WCBE podcast experience. I'm working on growing this podcast, and here's why. I'm a professional touring entertainer. I'm a comedian and magician, and while I love doing that, It requires me traveling away from home a lot. However, this podcast is something I can do from home, and I absolutely love making these episodes for you. So, the more people that review the podcast, the more people listen. And the more people listen, the better chance of this helping support me. And that means less time I have to fly on airplanes with people who are angry about having to wear a mask. So, the review link is in the show notes. That helps me a ton. Or, if you want to go above and beyond, the Patreon is a great way to do that. You can support the show for as little as a dollar a month, and for that you get access to stuff that you can't get anywhere else. That's also in the show notes. Now, this week's topic is really interesting, and it comes to us from Lance.
1: Hey Michael, it's Lance. I was wondering if you've ever heard of the Cobra Effect. It deals with a story about how India tried to get rid of snakes, and it totally backfired on them. And it's since been used as an economic theory that all, for some reason, sounds like a stew that I would really like to see you do an episode on. So please check that out. I would appreciate it. Thank you.
0: Yeah, thanks, Lance. I had never heard of this, so I looked it up and it's kind of an interesting story, the truthiness of which is debatable. And we'll get into that. Let's just let's just get into the story. Back in 1855, a British publisher named Henry George Bond printed a book of Proverbs. It included a phrase about unintended consequence that is now pretty well known. Here it is. The road to hell is paved with good intentions. It was a rephrasing of an ancient Latin phrase, facilis descensus averno. The descent to hell is easy. Today's story is one about a perverse incentive. That's the fancy way of describing a situation in which a problem is addressed with a solution and instead of fixing the problem, the opposite result occurs. We'll talk about a few notable examples, but I found one from Mark Twain. It was in his autobiography and he's talking about his wife's offer to his butler, George Griffin. He wrote, quote, Once in Hartford, the flies were so numerous for a time and so troublesome that Mrs. Clemens conceived the idea of paying George a bounty on all the flies he might kill. The children saw an opportunity here for the acquisition of sudden wealth." End quote. I know that if I was a kid and my mother paid me for every fly I caught, I might find ways to accidentally leave the door open. And that's what the Cobra Effect is. The Cobra Effect is a term that sociologists and economists use to describe the same problem. It comes from a story told by economist Horst Siebert, and he was describing something that happened back when India was under British rule. The story reportedly happened in British colonial India, so we're talking pre-1947. In the city of Delhi, the number of deadly venomous cobras was increasing, and the British government wanted to do something about it before it affected tourism and trade. So they offered a cash reward for every dead cobra. Initially, this started working. Snake catchers scrambled throughout the city to try and find and kill all the cobras. But then people began to realize something. The cost to breed and raise snakes was less than the bounty they were being offered, and they could profit from snake farming. So the government soon found they were receiving far more dead cobras than there were in the city. People had started breeding and raising cobras with the intent on killing them and receiving a monetary reward from their government. Once the authorities in charge realized what was happening, they put an end to the bounty program. But this didn't end the issue. All of the captive snakes that were being farmed for bounties got released back into the wild to breed and populate naturally, and Delhi's cobra problem was now twice as bad as it was before. Unintended consequences. I'll tell you more in a minute. The camera zooms in on me. Actually, so we yeah. get some high proof alcohol. We get gasoline. Anything that says what funny. makes our lives worth living is our mortality. If there were not mortality, we wouldn't be. Packed. Luckily for me, most of the beauty pageants that I've um, participated in don't.
1: I've yet. done my fair
0: share of blog. I've always liked showing myself off naked. Got up out of the seat, walked to me, and then slapped me. Spontaneous conversation with people from around the world on Stranger Than Christian. Available on your favorite podcast app and at strangerthanchristian.com. So this guy I know, Scott, he owns Scottyvest.com, and he had this idea that if you're traveling, let's say you're flying on a plane, and you don't wanna carry a carry-on, you can carry everything that you need, basically, in your jacket, wouldn't that be awesome? Even like an iPad, you can carry an iPad in your jacket, doesn't show the bulk, you can carry a water bottle, you have your phone in one pocket, you have your headphones wired up through into your collar, you have all this stuff. He wanted to design a smart jacket, and that's what he did, and Scotty Vest, now has an entire line of clothing with smart pockets all over. They've got RFID blocking pockets for your passport. They've got glasses pockets that have a lens wipe included. You're gonna have to check it out because this is like super, super functional clothing. And because you listen to this show, you get 15% off. And I want you to get that 15% off by entering promo code Me. It's all one word, T-E-L-L-M-E. That's a reference to the old title of this show, Tell Me What to Google. It's scottyvest.com, promo code Tell me, or use the link in the show notes. Now let's get back to the story. The story about the Cobras in Delhi is often pointed to as the Cobra Effect, what happens when you set out to do something good and it flies back in your face. As I said earlier, German economist Horst Siebert wrote about this in his 2001 book Der Cobra Effect. But the name of the podcast is The Internet Says It's True. And I researched it all week and I couldn't find any historical evidence that the Delhi Cobra problem is anything more than an anecdote. And it very well may have happened. It sounds like something that would have happened, but I couldn't find any support for it being anything more than a parable. But whether it's true or not, the phenomenon is well known. And there are so many other well-documented examples of the Cobra effect that we know actually happened. One such story comes from Vietnam in 1902. Hanoi had become modernized with a sewer system, but the sewers were an optimal place for rats to live. So with the building of sewers throughout the city, the rat population thrived. With the rats came disease and the local population felt the rats were a menace. They were eating food and going through garbage. Paul Dumer, the governor general of Indochina, announced a bounty program on the rats. Citizens could receive money as long as they proved they'd killed the rats by turning in the rat tail. But sure enough, the cobra effect showed its face, or tail. The rat population didn't decline, it thrived. And strangely, officials started noticing that the rats in the city were running around without tails. After all, if the rat catchers severed the tails, those animals were free to go back into the sewers and make more of those money-making rodents. If we go back to India, There's a more modern example of the Cobra Effect that deals with pollution and cars. In 2019, to cut down on dangerous levels of smog in the city, New Delhi instituted an odd-even rule where cars whose license plates ended in an even number drove on even-numbered days and odd-numbered on odd-numbered days. It was predicted that this would decrease air pollution by 12 to 15%. It didn't. Instead, the amount of smog and air pollution increased. Mexico City had tried the exact same thing 30 years prior with the exact same result. The problem was that people were buying more cars to skirt the odd even rule. They said, if I can't drive one with an odd license plate, I'll buy another car and have an even license plate. Not everyone did that, but enough to completely negate the 12 to 15 percent decrease in emissions and then some. There are plenty more real world examples of the Cobra effect, like gun buyback programs that backfire, or environmental incentives that put money in the pockets of the people who create the environmental problems. Here's an example of that. When HFC 23 coolant was found to be an environmental pollutant in the EU, a reward was offered for the destruction of the pollutant. This led the creators of HFC 23 to just make more of it so they could make millions off of destroying it. Finally, we come to a very real, very recent example. Last October, a local plasma donation center at Brigham Young University offered $100 to anyone donating plasma that was COVID-19 convalescent. In other words, if you had COVID-19 and your blood had developed the antibodies, you could donate plasma and make money. Fast forward to BYU issuing the following memo to all students, quote, BYU is deeply troubled by accounts of individuals who have intentionally exposed themselves or others to COVID-19 with the hope of getting the disease and being paid for plasma that contains COVID-19 antibodies. Students who are determined to have intentionally exposed themselves or others to the virus will be immediately suspended from the university and may be permanently dismissed." End quote. The Cobra effect strikes again. When lockdown orders were mandated around the world to help defeat COVID, Many wondered if the result would be a spike in COVID, specifically in areas where many family members lived together under one roof and would be spending much more time exposed to each other than normal. So how do we avoid the Cobra effect? The only thing we can do is consider every possible issue. Agna Nainte, a digital transformation consultant, recommends drawing an issue tree, a flowchart of every possible issue and outcome from your solution. She also recommends small-scale testing before going big. Finally, she suggests we study historical attempts. In my research for this week, I was amazed at the amount of real-world examples I was able to find, and most of these revolved around the human factor of desperation and money. So next time you set out to get rid of some cobras of your own, consider what people are willing to do to get paid. Now it's time for the part of the podcast where I call a friend and today I'm calling Jimmy Mack. Jimmy is the head writer at Shadowbox Live, a sketch comedy and rock and roll theater in Columbus, Ohio, and he's the author of the book "Daddies Shouldn't Break Dance. Mr. Mack, it's good to see you this morning.
1: It is great to see you, Michael, as always.
0: I've had you on the show, uh probably just about as as much as anyone's been on the show. Um Is, it, is
1: it fair to say that I'm I'm
0: the Robin to your Batman? I would not ever say that. Um, but I would consider myself the Robin to your Batman.
1: Oh wow. Yeah. Maybe we're just both Robin. How sad is that?
0: <laughs> just a, that would be a fantastic premise for a sketch. <laughs> uh just all of the have you done a sketch on just the 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 secondary guys, the the co the co host guys? Like
1: no, like this that's just the sidekick club or something. The you sidekick
0: know? club and it's all superheroes, but then there's one like late night sidekick, like an Andy Richter comes in uh, (laughs) and he was like, I was told this is where we meet. And they just discuss, it's like a, uh, yeah, it's a, it's a group meeting where they can just discuss their, you know, their ambitions of wanting to be the main guy.
1: I'm absolutely stealing that idea. You should know that.
0: Please do. Please do. I just want a writing credit. (laughs) Um, I'm happy to have you back on this week. Last week for the first question I had Jackie Tone From Glow on the show, and she challenged me to do an Ala Pacino impression. And I failed hard. I thought that maybe I could do an impression like on the fly. And I couldn't. I can't. I can't do impressions apparently. So again this week, we're not gonna do the we're not gonna do the impression, but we'll do a joke. So if you get it right, you have to tell a joke. Actually, we'll do a tether. So if you get it wrong, you have to tell a joke. Uh and if you get it right, I'll tell you a joke. Okay. All right. So here's your question. The Cobra effect refers to what? Is it A, when a solution to a problem ends with an unintended consequence? B, when a person identifies more with the bad guys, like Team Cobra and G.I. Joe? Or C, when an animal has a natural defense mechanism like the expanding hood on a cobra?
1: Wow. Um,
0: I'm going to go with A. When a solution to a problem ends with an unintended consequence. You are correct. That is what the cobra effect is.
1: Yes. And the whole
0: reason was this story about when British controlled India. They were trying to get rid of cobras. They started paying people a bounty to kill cobras. But people started breeding and raising cobras just to kill them. Because it was cheaper to do that. Oh, uh, so, oh my God. <laughs> and, and the worst part is like when the when the government caught on. They quit the program, but now there were like three times as many cobras in Delhi because everyone just released them into the wild when, when they couldn't make money off of them anymore. So now I mean, economists and sociologists use the cobra effect to refer to a story of unintended consequence.
1: Yeah, that's fantastic and, and, and pretty creative, you know?
0: Yeah, it, it's, there have been so many parallels and there have even been modern parallels with this. But I have to tell you a joke. So okay. here's your joke. Why do Canada geese hiss when you get close to them? Why? Because biologically, it's coded in their genes to do so when threatened. <laughs> that is
1: the best joke I have ever heard in my entire life.
0: <laughs> I, I know that you are a fan of the anti-joke, Jimmy. So <laughs> I, sp- I, I chose the, that joke specifically for you. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, boy. All right. For the second question, we're playing for 20 push-ups right here on the podcast. Oh, all right. Do you think you could do twenty push-ups? I do, yeah. Okay, I,
1: I'm pretty confident as an old guy that I could still do twenty. Now, if twenty-one, then we're talking some some questionable stuff. But twenty, absolutely.
0: <laughs> yeah, you you turned me on to the seven-minute workout. The, yeah, the seven-minute. Uh, what, what's the app? It's just called seven seven minutes or something.
1: It's just called the seven-minute workout. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and uh, I did that for a while, and then I said, uh, I. It's not that I don't have seven minutes. I just don't like working out during them. <laughs> So, uh, we're going to, I think I might be able to do 20. There was a time I could do about 40 uninterrupted. Yeah. Uh, but that was, you know, that was a pre pandemic form. Right. So, one example of the Cobra effect that we haven't talked about yet is the cash for ash scandal. This happened in Ireland in 2012. People were given subsidies to use wood pellets instead of fossil fuels to heat their homes. Which one of these was the result? A. Ireland ran out of wood pellets. B. The gas industry offered an even bigger subsidy. Or C. People started heating their homes and empty barns year-round to get free money from the government.
1: I I hate that I, I'm this cynical, but I'm going to go with C.
0: You are correct. Uh, yeah, it's it's a horrible thing that happened. The government <laughs> department made the subsidy more valuable than the cost of wood pellets to heat boilers. Subsequently, boilers were left on 24-7, pumping out more CO2 than ever. One farmer who heated an empty chicken shed anticipated making 1 million pounds over 20 years, costing the UK government almost 500 million pounds. Uh, wow. The whole thing was just, yeah, it was... Um, an unintended consequence. That was the Cobra effect.
1: I mean, so, that's. It that, that sounds like that could be like a really good Daniel Day Lewis movie. You know.
0: Yeah. Absolutely. All right. So I'm going to try to. Um, I'm going to try to do 20 push-ups. Okay. And I'm going to get this microphone onto the floor. And so.
1: You want me to, do you want me to do them with you, Michael? Just to make you feel like you know we're, if, we're in this together. If you haven't done your seven minutes today, you
0: can. I, I haven't. Yeah. Let's. Let. I'll, I'll do it with. you. Okay. So I am now. I am now laying on the floor. Okay. Right. Me too. And I'm going to do the push-ups into the microphone. Okay, okay. here we go. We're going to start. Here we All go. Right. I'll count them out. All right. Okay. One, yep. two, three, four. Oh, I'm already hurting. Five, <laughs> six push-ups, seven, eight, nine. Here we go. Halfway. Ten, 11. <laughs> Can you hear my voice shaking? 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17. I'm hurting. 18, oh. 19, 20 push ups. I could do it. I'm I'm so it. Up. Oh. You know what you can't see on the podcast right now is how much I'm sweating.
1: Uh, we tr- I trust that you are, though.
0: I don't have to do yard work today. Okay, that's a good wake up. We're recording yeah. this at 10 in the morning. And
1: uh,
0: oh, give me a moment. I'm not going to do any more physical challenges for these.
1: That was it.
0: (laughs) Do do you remember the running prize for question three?
1: No. Is it it a sticker?
0: It's always a sticker. Okay, I guess. It is a sticker.
1: I I think I'm waiting. I'm still waiting on like 17 of those right now.
0: (laughs) I owe you at least three. (laughs) All the way going back to the old sticker, tell me what to Google.
1: Um,
0: And uh, the only way you can get these stickers, other than being on the quiz, is... If you join Patreon, if you join Patreon, it's a dollar a month and you get a sticker. That's that's not all you get. It's not that's (laughs) not a good deal. If that's all you get, there's you get to watch all the videos from there's a whole bunch of stuff you get. Anyway, question uh, three. Here it is. What is the name for someone who studies snakes? Is it. A. Herpetologist. B. Amphibiologist. Or C. Herpaphrodite.
1: Ooh. I'm going to go A.
0: You are three for three. Herpetologist oh is a zoologist who studies reptiles and amphibians, including snakes. I'm but, a
1: really good guesser. Have you noticed that?
0: I feel like you knew that one.
1: I, I, I didn't. I guessed.
0: Wow. That's, yeah. that's a pretty good guess. Yeah. Thanks. It's one of those times when the Latin word comes in, I guess. Yeah.
1: Her- I, really, I really wanted to say C just because I thought it was so absurd that it may be true.
0: <laughs> I wouldn't put it past me to put a stupid... A, a weird, absurd answer in. I'm still sweating from the push-ups. I'm never doing that on this podcast again. If you're listening to this podcast, you've just witnessed a, a one and only. That one is not coming back. Because I Can you hear? I'm like wheezing from 20 push-ups. This is horrible. You need to start smoking so you have a better excuse. You know? <laughs> That's right. Question. <laughs> question four. For this question, we're playing for five Twitter followers. If you get it right, I'll do my best to get you five. If you get it wrong, you got to get me five. All right. The king cobra is the longest species of venomous snake in the world. Which one of these is their average length? These are all ranges. So which one of these ranges is their average length? A, four to six feet. B, 10 to 13 feet. Or C, two to three feet.
1: Hmm. B.
0: It is B. You're four for four. Yes. According to Sarah Viernam, a herpetologist in Madison, Wisconsin, the king cobra is the longest species of venomous snake in the world. Though they can reach lengths of up to 18 feet, their average length is 10 to 13. An especially long snake could be as tall as a person, meaning that an angry king cobra could literally look you in the eye. Wow. Crazy. Can you imagine? Uh, I just watched the old Nat Geo. There's a Nat Geo special on King Cobras that uh, someone has taken like the old VHS and put it on YouTube and you can watch the whole oh, thing. Wow. It's great. It's from, uh, it's from 1997. So I was, uh, I graduated high school in 1997 and I was like, oh, that's not old. I was looking for something really old. But then I was thinking like, that's actually, it's actually that's pretty cool. old. <laughs>
1: it's pretty old. <laughs> so are you, are, do you, do you like snakes? Are you afraid of them?
0: I, um, I wouldn't say I'm afraid of them, but if I'm hiking and I see one, I jump a little bit.
1: Yeah. And that's only is.
0: happened twice. Okay. Um, you know, I do a lot of hiking with like for, for photography, uh, but I've not come across anything venomous ever. I was hiking in the Poconos this summer because I had a couple shows up there. And the, the area where I was is known for timber rattlers. And so I was fully prepared and almost excited to see one and I didn't see any. Okay. I didn't see any. I, yeah. I
1: saw a rattlesnake when we were in a uh, Big Bend uh park in um southern tip of Texas. Yeah, Where I've been
0: down place. near there. I, I did a show in uh Alpine, Texas. W- were you near it? Were you close to it?
1: It was we drove by it, like it was, you know, and it's just all desert, so you could see everything. And it was just basically right off the side of the road, oh. just kind of like curled up and the tail was the tail was going and oh, everything. That's cool. We saw a wildcat, you know, we like, uh, yeah, we ended up, we ended up, we had a whole idea of, of, uh, you know, putting up the tent and everything. But after we saw the rattlesnake and the wildcat, three of us big dudes uh, piled into the back of the hatchback and uh, slept.
0: (laughs) I would would (laughs) do the same thing, man. I would do the same thing. All right. Well, there's one more question and this one is for all the marbles. If you get it wrong, I'm banning you from the show. Never, ever to be asked on again.
1: I'm like Chevy Chase and SNL now. Okay. All yeah.
0: right. Yeah. You're nicer than Chevy. Chase. Oh, thank in you. your opinion, where is the best place to learn what's going on in the world?
1: Well, First of all, why do you want to know what's like, I say, just go to a dog park and like hang out with those guys. Cause those people are like really nice and they have dogs and they're not stressed about anything. Uh, but I guess, I guess the answer is, uh, Rachel Maddow's sunroom. You know, you just just <laughs> yeah. taking a couple Mr. Misty's or whatever, you know, and you're just and I think that's where you're going to get all the all the information.
0: You're probably right. And the reason I ask you this is because I do follow you on Twitter. You are quite aware of political, social issues. And I like to ask people like where, in your opinion, is the best place to learn what's going on? Because people these days get information from everywhere, from right. from podcasts, right. from Twitter, from their Facebook bubble. so in, in a real world instance, I really love the dog park answer because that's where you can actually meet other humans, uh, but in humanity, in your world, because you're not, you're not going to be invited to Rachel Maddow's house. No, no, I
1: know. I mean, I've, you know, yeah, I've asked, but they've they politely <laughs> said no. Uh, I I would probably say Twitter, honestly, because I think you know you get all of the different viewpoints. Uh, most people there are are pretty good with links as far as where they're getting their information, and it's you know it's so fast and up to date that yeah. you know generally I know what's going on before uh, a lot of people just because they they. They're so fast there.
0: It's so it's super fast. That's a correct answer. You went yes. five for five. And when you go five for five on this show, there is this new sound effect that we play. Here it is. You
1: did it! Congratulations!
0: <laughs> you did it, Jimmy Mac. You I did it. it. That's all for for this week. Um, if you are in Central Ohio, you can catch Jimmy Mack on stage at Shadowbox Live. Tickets are available at shadowboxlive.org. And you can follow him on Twitter. It's at jimmymack.com. And it's the number one, Jimmy Mac one. So J-I-M-M-Y-M-A-K one. It has been great having you on the show again, Jimmy.
1: Always great to see you, my friend.
0: That's all for this week. Thank you to Lance for the show topic and Jimmy Mac for being my guest. Here's a kid you don't know.
1: Thank you for listening to the Internet Says It's True. Don't forget to join up on Patreon if you want to see the unedited video of the guest appearance or to hear bonus episodes. You can do that at patreon.com slash michaelkent. Also, if you learned something that you didn't already know from the show, please visit iTunes and leave us a review with five stars and a few words. That's the rule. You gotta do it. That helps us a ton because that's how the algorithm works to get the podcast suggested to more people. And that way we can keep learning something new if the internet says it's true.
0: The Internet says it's true. I'd like to thank the Patreon subscribers whose monthly contributions help make this show possible. Sean Brown, Catherine Morgan, Taylor Hurt, Tony Ford, Bryce Swanson, Eugene Anderson, Matt McVeigh, Jim Martin, Joanne Martin, and the show's official Emperor Kick Track. The show is written and produced by me, Michael Kent. The theme song is by Finite Music Forge, and additional music this week was from Asher Falero and Kevin McCloud, under Creative Commons license. All audio clips in this episode are used for education and commentary and used under fair use Title 17 USC Section 107. You can listen to past episodes by searching for The Internet Says It's True wherever you get your podcasts, and you can see bonus content at Patreon. Dot com slash Michael Kent.